You're listening to the Bible Nerd Podcast, a weekly show where we're exploring the world of the Bible, helping you fall more in love with Jesus, and building a thoughtful defense for the Christian worldview. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. Welcome to the show. So have you ever seen these uh, church signs, and maybe even you've seen Facebook ads and things like that, that are attempting to teach you some way to bring people into your church. Okay, we might call this a church growth gimmick. And these gimmicks usually are designed, of course, with good intentions and good motives in mind, right? We use these, or at least people use these, in order to gain more members in their church in order to bring more visitors in from the community around uh, and get more people involved in what God's doing in that particular local congregation. So it is a good motive, I think, and with a good heart that these sorts of things are done. The question is whether it is biblical that they are done that way. And of course, being a Bible nerd, that is always the question that should be of interest to you. Is it biblical? Is is whatever we're doing, is it extra biblical? Now, now extra biblical things are not necessarily bad. Okay? We not like we're not going to find justification for every single thing we do as a 21st century human being in the Bible because 21st century human beings did not write the Bible, and yet the Bible is 100% comprehensive in terms of the faith and practice of an individual, okay? We can trust that what the Bible says has import and has purchase upon our lives right now, even given the disparity of time, etc., the difference of, of cultures and things like that. So I think that while they are done with a good heart, and while it is not necessarily wrong that they're that these things are extra biblical, it is problematic because we don't see anything like this going on in the Bible in the first century church. So let me give you a practical and what I think is a sad example of what I'm talking about, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. The other day, I was coming home from a business meeting in the town. Oh, it's where I used to, to live and, and go to school and, um, and even work. And uh, it's about an hour away from where I live now, and I go up there every Monday for a business meeting. So I was up there, and I was on the way back, and I passed a. Uh, it was I think I think it's a Pentecostal Holiness Church, and uh, nothing against if, if you're a Pentecostal Holiness, that's that's all good. This, this just happened to be the kind of church that um, had this church sign that I wanted to mention. And on the church sign, it said that visiting couples would get a $25 gift card just for visiting. If a visiting adult 
couples is is the way that it was framed. Now, I'm chuckling. I'm chuckling a little bit because just the way that the sign was framed, um, the way the wording was put, it kind of suggests that they have already that they've maybe been doing this for a while and already had some problems with this. Now I'm, I'm reading into the situation here a little bit. Okay. Because I don't know the circumstances, but I can definitely imagine a situation where they put, Hey, $25, you know, each couple gets a gift card, each visiting couple. And then you have, you know, a 17 year old couple coming in. And then when they don't get their gift card, I, I am envisioning, you know, letters written to the leadership of, of the church saying, Hey, uh, we visited, where's my gift card. Right. And so there's these qualifications, um, on the, um, on the sign. It's like, if you're a first time adult visiting couple, you get a, uh, $25 gift card. And so I saw I saw this, and my my first response was simply to shake my head. Right, so obviously I was not in the right frame of mind of thinking of their good motives at this particular time. Um, but as soon as I thought through it a little bit more, then you know I thought, well, okay, yeah, they probably have really good motives uh, around this. But that in itself, having a good motive, does not make something biblical, although I definitely think that there's something um, to that. God, of course, looks at the heart. Um, what we do is, uh, I think, in some, in some areas at least, less important than why we do uh, whatever we are uh, doing, because our, our disposition of heart really does matter in the things that we do. And so... I am thinking about this and I am juxtaposing it in my mind as I'm driving uh, against the kind of philosophy that we take at, at our church. Now, I have to admit, so I've been in church my entire life and uh, the churches that I have grown up in were always very um, concerned about outreach. A, a concern about outreach into the culture is not a bad thing. Okay, let's just get that really, really clear. A concern about outreach into the culture is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a it's a very good thing. Now, I I, I would actually argue, and I, I want to be careful here because I'm very thankful for my upbringing. Um, but I would actually argue that that the context in which I grew up sometimes we would miss the mark because we'd be so concerned about evangelism of the lost, that there was less attention given to the spiritual health of and discipleship of the believer who was who was already there. Uh, okay, it's it's kind of like uh, an analog to this is in business. Um, it's it's a fact that it's actually a lot easier to get a current customer to spend more money with you than it is to get new customers. So why wouldn't you focus on the customers that you already have? And uh, you know, frankly, as a matter of fact, my entire business, my web design and marketing business, I've structured around that entire uh, premise. The whole reason, the whole way that people do business with me is structured around me doing business with less people, but um, getting a recurring amount of money from people every single month. So I'm, 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 what I'm doing is taking my best to, or doing my best to take care of the people who have already um voted on me with their wallets, right? They, they've, they've voted that I am the best choice 
for what it is that they are needing. And so I'm taking care of them, right? So there, there's a little analog there with the with the business world. Okay, so the context, the church contexts in which I've grown up, I think have have somewhat uh, skewed this. And uh, again, we did great work for the Lord there. Um, I, I grew, I grew right spiritually there, uh, obviously. But nevertheless, I stand by the fact that I think sometimes we placed more emphasis um, on on those outside the walls of the church uh, than on the spiritual growth and discipline um, and discipleship of, of those inside of the church, and uh, the church suffered uh, for that. Okay, well, that's all I'll say about that. Um, the point being, when I arrived at the church where I attend now, it was a little bit of a different mentality around this. And my pastor, he says something um, often, or at least I, I heard him, used to hear him say it often. I haven't heard it as much lately, but maybe it's just because I'm getting used to it. Um, he says something interesting. He says, you know, God's word, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but God's word builds God's church. Okay? The word of God, in other words, builds the church of God. So what does that mean? Well, let's unpack that a little bit here. So when you are faithfully preaching and teaching the word of God, the word of God has a supernatural power to it. Okay. Certainly those who were party to writing the biblical text thought this was the case. I'm thinking of that passage in First Peter. It's actually, or Second Peter, Second Peter one, maybe Second Peter one. Uh, I think sixteen through twenty, if I'm if I'm thinking correctly. Um, and and this is where Peter is talking about the essentially the process for the creation of the Word of God. How God spoke to His you know holy prophets, and they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And and, and now there are eyewitnesses to the things of Jesus, and and. And, and these are uh, historical documents that were written by eyewitnesses and attested to then by other eyewitnesses, etc. Okay, Peter kind of lays out the whole case that actually works well as a uh, as a modern um, apologetics sort of case. It's it's pretty cool. Um. So in in looking at that, it becomes clear that the um, writers of scripture thought that scripture was a obviously supernatural uh, work that was being done. It was God speaking, okay? They considered this inspired, okay? And why, if you just think about it for a second, why would you dare place, in terms of your church growth, why, why would you think that a gimmick, that, that, that gift cards, that... Um, social media ads, or, you know, insert whatever other thing. Why would you think that that is going to do a better job of growing your church than the faithful exposition of the Word of God? Okay, now let, let me, so I, I want to really bring this to the bottom shelf here real quick. Our church, currently right now, we do community outreach, absolutely, but we probably do we just being honest right i mean we probably do a third or less of the amount of community outreach than um 
the other churches that I have personally been involved with do. And yeah, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to make this like like personal. I'm, I'm really, I'm wanting to keep this at the principal level, but my own experience is just the best way I can think of to illustrate this case. Okay? So I'm not griping, okay? But I just want to make a point that um, we tended to have trouble getting new faces into the door uh, at the churches where we were so focused on outreach. And yet our church is focused on discipleship. Is focused on building up the believer to go out there and do the outreach, right? We, we, we build up our believers in the church so that when we leave the doors, we we can see the outreach happen there, okay? And even doing so much less outreach, we, I mean, we have three Sunday morning services right now, and uh, one of them is a, a special service, but two of the other ones, um, the other two are, are I mean, they're, they're filling up quickly. We had to go to two. We, we wouldn't have enough room on the campus right now, even after COVID, even after all that. We wouldn't have enough room on the campus right now to have one unified Sunday morning service. We would be out of space. We were running out of space before COVID. Coming back from COVID, we kind of had a perfect opportunity here to go ahead and split the services up, so we did. And um, the fact is that if, if we did, if we if, if we actually did the level of outreach uh, that some other places were doing, we would literally wouldn't have seats uh, for the people to sit in, okay? And so what's really interesting here is that we're, the only thing that we're doing differently is, you know, at our church, we, 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 we preach just the Bible, okay? We, we, we go faithfully, expositionally, verse by verse. We don't add traditions, preferences, etc. We don't add things. We don't take things away and make them, uh, you know, to, to, to be on equal footing or whatever with Scripture, right? God's Word does the building of God's church, and so it actually suggests, now, again, there are factors, right? There are cultural factors. There are, you know, what's the demographic of the area where you're, you know, where, where you are. And uh, there are many, many factors to consider. But I, I just want you to think with me and open, open your mind for a, for a second and think about this. That could it possibly be that the reason why your church isn't growing is because you're not faithfully preaching the Bible? Now, I, I realize me talking to you, you're not a pastor, right? Um, or maybe you are. Maybe you are a pastor and this is speaking to you. Um, I'm saying you may be listening and you may not be a pastor. And I'm not trying to get you to like think bad things about your church or whatever, but I just want you to think, um, is the word of God being faithfully preached at your church? Are you going line by line, precept upon precept? Are you preaching through the Bible? Are you connecting the dots? Is your church being fed spiritually? Are your church members being discipled? Are you being brought through any kind of process after you are uh, introduced to the Lord um, and you place your trust in Him? Are, are you being taught about baptism, about Christian discipleship, about the next steps that you should be taking? Are you being taught about uh, doing work in the church? And, and by the way, I mean we don't, you know, I mean we don't beg people to like do work in the church. I mean we do have needs and we announce those and take care of those, but. Um, you know, again, for the most part, we have a, a a growing, healthy church, and our focus is not on it's not on having a growing church. It's just on having a healthy church, and because the church is healthy, and because it's healthy, because we're being fed the word of God and doing life together with other people in our respective age groups and with the church body as a whole. Our church is naturally growing. 
So we don't need to give away a $25 gift card. We don't need to advertise it on the sign that we're giving away a $25 gift card in order to get people in the door of your church. Now, now I, I can just see, right? I know some people are going to have different opinions about this. I understand that, okay? Um, I do, maybe I don't understand. Maybe your church is doing this and, and you have good reasons for it, and I don't understand the context. L- let me say that um, what I started out with talking about, I'm going to circle back around to it. I, I'm not I'm not judging motive here. Okay, uh, motive, uh, your motive is good. I said, remember, arguably, your motive for why you're doing something is more important than what it is that you're specifically doing, at least in some cases. I think that can be uh, that can be true. And so I'm not judging motive. I'm not judging anything like that. I'm just asking for consideration. Just consider, it, it, is, the, uh, is the focus of your church discipling and teaching and growing the church members through the faithful exposition of the word of God? Because if that's what your church is doing, then it's probably growing, okay? Now, it may not be. There may be other factors, et cetera. But but for the most part, I would say that that is the key differentiator. I think in churches where you're not seeing that, where you're having to beg people to come, where you're having to, to, to put special gimmicks out there, okay, I think that you are probably seeing a church where... I'm sorry to say, but to some degree, the leadership has become caught up on something that they are passionate about that is tangential to the Word of God, extra, or or maybe it's one part, maybe it's even a good part of the Word of God, but but it's not uh, it's not balanced with the whole counsel of the Word of God. Something something is going on because God's Word truly does builds uh, build God's church. Okay, I hear pastors seriously, all the time, saying, look, I just don't have, um, you know, people aren't interested, right, anymore. Pe- people don't want anything to do with God. People aren't interested in the things of God. They're not interested, in, right? And and they're they're saying this, and yet, I, I, again, I, I'm proving them, uh, our church, I'm not the pastor of our church, right? I don't, I don't have the leadership position in our church, yet our church is proving them wrong. People are interested. People are actually very, very hungry for the Word of God. The question to ask is, is the Word of God what's being preached, or is, is it the Word of pastor? Is it the thing that pastor is concerned with? Is it can we can we get real practical here? Is it hobby horse, right? Is it the hobby horse that we're that we're currently um, in love with, right? And, and so I have to be careful with this as well, um, realizing that while my hobby horse is apologetics, um, and uh, and just a a love for the rational uh, sort of side of the faith, the intellectual side of the faith, I have to realize that a lot of times I am teaching in contexts where uh, that is actually not the uh, primary, you know, concern. And so I, um, I still try to address those things, but it's my job and my responsibility when I am given license to, to teach in circumstances, even particularly in our church, while they sort of look to me uh, now for some of these uh, kind of intellectual conversations, at the same time, I need to realize that our, our church is intensely focused on the practical daily life of the Christian. And whatever I say needs to be in in that context. And so I think that's what's very important is that even if you are like particularly concerned about about. Uh, a given issue. It could be a cultural issue. could be a specific uh, biblical issue. Again, apologetics is, is rightly biblical. Um, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a, a, a very good pastor if all I did was teach and preach apologetics every week, right? If I was a pastor and that's what I was doing, 
I would not be a very good pastor because while apologetics is a good thing and apologetics is an interesting thing and it's the thing maybe you could argue that I am the most passionate about when it comes to aspects of the Christian walk, it's not what the body, it's part of what the body needs, but it's not the whole picture. It's not the whole picture. So if the church is not growing, it's probably because the whole counsel of God is not uh, being proclaimed. And so I just want you to consider what it might look like too. If you're a pastor, you, you can really consider this. If, and especially if your church is not growing, man, are you preaching the whole counsel of God? Really reflect on that and think about it. Or, or is it just, you know, is it just what I want to do? Um, and, and maybe these are some things you can think about and use in your own church context. Again, I don't think that in 21st century America that what the body of Christ needs to do is resort to gift card gimmicks to get people into the church doors. I think we need to start faithfully preaching the word of God again, and that will take care of everything. All right, guys and gals, I appreciate you taking the time to listen in to this week's episode of the Bible Nerd Podcast. A little bit of an uncomfortable one, um, but I uh, really, I saw that and I definitely uh, felt passionate about it and felt like, well, okay, this is something that we need to um, address here on the podcast. And I just want to thank you again for for listening in and uh, tuning in and joining us this week. Um, I would love if you'd go to the website. You can still find uh, show notes and everything here. That's at steveschram.com. You can find show notes for uh, this episode and every other episode of the podcast. You can find the blog posts and different things that uh, we have been writing over there. And I just pray God's blessings on you this week, and we'll see you on the next podcast.